This episode is powered by Tom DeLeo Day Financial Planning Services. On today's episode of Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. One of the things it says is that you have a right to say no. So you have a right to say no. Now, no sometimes, I think no sometimes can be a complete sentence, but just saying no by itself sometimes might not always be sufficient. I work and teach people the how, you know, how to say no. This episode is sure to deliver stimulating conversations and aha moments that may give you a fresh perspective. If any moment made your soul vibrate, please leave us a review and let us know if we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe and visit BlackGirlsGettingTheirShiftTogether.com to access exclusive offers and coaching packages. The coaching packages include clarity calls, VIP one-on-one exclusive coaching, and my absolute favorite, the Tribe Vibes. The Tribe Vibe is a twist on ladies' night, focusing on self-care for black women with a holistic approach. Welcome to Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. I'm your host, Ursula, a transformation life coach and mental health and wellness advocate. This is a safe space for amazing Black women to share open, honest dialogue about mental health and wellness, self-care, self-love, and basically how to get our shift together. Let's tune in to this week's episode. Hello. Hello. Good evening. Good evening to you. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm glad to be here. You know, I'm going to read your bio if you don't mind, because people may not know who you are for some of the new listeners. So I'm going to give this amazing bio of yours. So everyone, Dion Brown has graduated from Towson, Towson, excuse me, University with a Bachelor of Science degree in clinical psychology. He received his Master's of Arts degree in pastoral counseling from Loyola College and a certificate in chemical dependency counseling from Dundalk Community College. He is experienced in working with adolescents and adults in individual group and family counseling. Brown has also worked as a psychiatric therapist in the community psychiatry program at Johns Hopkins Hospital and has over 13 years of working in the counseling field. This is some good stuff. Dion is also, he specializes in providing mental health evaluations as well as alcohol and drug evaluations for adolescents and adults. He's also trained to integrate the behavioral sciences with his clients' individual religious traditions and or spiritual foundations. He is currently a member of the American Counseling Association and a licensed clinical professional counselor and a licensed clinical addictions counselor within the state of Maryland with the Board of Professional Counselors. But more importantly, Dion's biggest achievement, he's 
of returning guests to Black girls getting their shit together. <laughs> Dia, <laughs> do you want to tell us a little more about yourself? Anything I forgot? Uh, no, I think you. I think you covered it pretty well. Um, I'm a licensed, uh, presently licensed clinician here in Maryland, uh, labeled as the DMV therapist, uh, the underscore DMV therapist on um, IG. And um, I'm the founder of uh, my own practice, DJB Therapeutic Solutions, LLC, as well as I do a lot of uh, talks and presentations for companies, organizations, and churches uh, around mental health and wellness. See, Dion, he, he's a, a triple threat. He's a therapist. He's an associate pastor. And he's a Marvel Comics enthusiast. That's the trifecta right there. So today's topic is about self-care for boundaries. This is huge with a lot of people, including myself, which is why I reached out to you. Uh, I'd like to read a couple of sentences about understanding boundaries, if you don't mind. Sure. Great. So... Understanding boundaries is a way to take care of yourself and set strong and healthy boundaries around yourself and your life. A boundary is like an invisible line around you, and it's what separates you from other people. It's also a line between what you are comfortable with and what you are uncomfortable with. What is acceptable to you and what is unacceptable to you. Boundaries help protect not only our physical safety, but also our emotional well-being. That's what got me right there. What are your thoughts on that intro? I think that was a pretty accurate uh, introduction to boundaries. Um, I do. I certainly do a lot of work with people around boundaries and boundaries being um, being violated, um, and we all we all wrestle and struggle with boundary issues in in our relational interactions with people, for example. So, you know, just being a professional therapist, um, I have to maintain certain boundaries professionally with clients and have them um, maintain certain boundaries um, with me as well. Even so even can you define what a boundary is? A healthy yeah. and then an unhealthy boundary. So, you know, personal, let me, let me start here by saying personal boundaries are the, they're the limits, right, and rules that we set for ourselves in reference to um, relationship. So when we talk about healthy boundaries, a healthy boundary means that I can say no uh, when I want to or when I need to, um, but I'm also comfortable with opening myself up to intimacy as well as you know as well as other other relationships um there's so many types of unhealthy boundaries and i'm thinking of a few personal uh recent examples you know but an, an unhealthy one example I, I would say of an unhealthy boundary um you know might be um where um a person of a person in some type of uh power or authority is and we, we kind of tapped into this some in the in the previous show 
Um, mm. A person in some sort of power role or authority is um, mishandling um, their their power and their authority and their relationship with someone else. They've taken advantage of them in some sort of way. Right. That could be in so many settings, uh, really. Hmm. So could that, that could be, it could look different ways. It could be um, a political figure. It could. To a parent. It could. Teacher. Absolutely. Pastor. Absolutely. Yeah. All of those. Police all officer. Of, all of those. Yep, absolutely. Boundaries, boundary, boundary violations for sure. So what does a healthy boundary look like? So, you know, a... Um, a healthy boundary in a nutshell means and, and it has the presentation that, you know, I am aware of my own um, individual feelings, rights, and et cetera. So we look at we look at communication. Like, let's say that there's a let's say that there's a uh, a, a couple and, um, and I do some work with communication skills. Let's say there's a couple and a, a person needs to communicate to the other person. So a healthy boundary would be understanding that I have a right to my feelings, my emotions, my thoughts, and to communicate that to the other person in the relationship um, while also respecting them and who they are and their feelings and their rights. So that's that's a that's a healthy couple relationship, you know, or in a or in a or in a family system. You know, some of some people have trouble with their relational interactions with, you know, some grown people have trouble with the relational interactions, maybe even with a, a parent, a mother or father, mm -hmm. a, a parent, you know, a grown man or woman having a parent step in and, and violate uh, their boundaries by trying to control their life. So there's a lot of examples to this. Right. Yeah. So let's specifically talk about emotional boundaries as it relates to self-care sure that's a heavy that's heavy well, at least for me it is i believe sometimes when you see so many boundaries cross when you're younger you do not identify it when you're older what are your thoughts on that uh, yeah we um some of the things that we experienced in it just uh, human development and growing up maybe we didn't know anybody we didn't know what was going on and, and now that we are now that we are older and we, we see, we, we learn, we grow, we develop, we see things differently. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how can someone identify when a boundary is crossed? How can someone identify when a boundary is crossed? So if we're talking about emotional, right? And right. Emotional boundary. Yeah, so we do, so we do a lot of, we do a lot of work around helping people tap into their, um, their EI, right? Their EI, their emotional intelligence. Yeah. Mm. Their emotional intelligence, right? So many times in the culture and society, we're focused on, you know, IQ, intellectual culture, but we don't, we don't take a lot of time to help people tap into their emotional intelligence and what's happening, what's going on inside you. What are you feeling? Why? Are you angry? Are you hurt? Disappointed, frustrated, disgusted, pissed, whatever the emotion is. So when we're talking about emotional uh, boundaries and self-care. Um, sometimes people, when they are trying to express their emotions, um, and you know, I, I can't even begin to explain. May is mental health month. June is um, 
June is um, Men's Health Month. It sure so, is. So yeah. I can't, I can't even begin to explain to you how many men wrestle with um, issues with emotional boundaries. What do I mean? A break or a problem or a violation of emotional boundary. Any gender, but I definitely hear this a lot from the, the men that I work with and when I do men's events. Um, having my emotions dismissed or invalidated, pushing it to the side. And that can happen, you know, that can happen, that can happen in work, work relationships with a, you know, with a supervisor, with a boss. I'm feeling overloaded, I'm feeling overworked, not enough time to meet my deliverables, my deadline. It can happen in romantic relationships. It can happen in family relationships. You know, young people talking to their parents. I feel that's their feelings. You know, that that needs to be heard and understood. Um, you know, so so their emotional wellness can be um, moved and, and dismissed. Um, but that can be that can be that can be a situation where, um, you know, a person has to stand up for themselves and take care of themselves right self-care means the intentional deliberate um focused care of oneself so me having self-care my emotions are being dismissed they're not being heard right they're not, right they're not being validated so me investing in my self-care is um being assertive and saying you know no you know i'm you know, this is what this is what happened this is what you did this is what you said i feel frustrated you know mm -hmm. i feel concerned i feel conflicted whatever it is um because you know a good part of a good piece of our own self-care is understanding that no matter who you are what you do uh your age religion social economic status um your emotions are important and they're, they're valuable so you uh standing up for your own e emotional wellness is self-care and there are um, there are situations and people that want to kind of violate your hmm, like how that came to me just now violate your emotional integrity. So you want to can you explain emotional integrity? <laughs> sure, your emotional integrity just means you know my um, reliance and resilience in knowing that and standing firm in knowing that this is what I feel and have felt and the why because sometimes in the culture we tend to invalidate people's feelings you know you should not feel this way or you shouldn't feel frustrated you shouldn't feel angry and i tell my clients all the time don't ever let so this is this is you know this is a for example this would be a client setting a boundary you know don't ever let your don't ever let anyone in your life tell you what you should not feel your feelings are important they matter you know you're investing in your own self-care to say no what you did, I, I, I felt hurt. You know, I felt disappointed and I need to take care of me and by communicating that to you to release that out of me so that we can keep our relationship at a good place, whoever it is. Hmm. Nobody talk too much to answer your question. I just went. No, this is some good stuff. While you're talking, I'm literally absorbing all of this because some things I have not heard before. It's always a learning lesson. Do you find that that's in our community, more in our community about not showing emotions? 
I think so. I think, yeah, I think unfortunately, and again, in a number of individual talks and uh, presentations I've done for, um, you know, educators, mental health professionals, business people, et cetera, um, when people are asking questions and comments, um, we've been we've been socialized a lot of times to um, shut down, to shut down um, freedom and freeness of expression and what we think and feel. And so um, part of what I do uh, is really helping people understand they don't have to do that. Mm. That they don't have to, they don't have to shut down, you know, they don't have to, they don't have to hide their emotions, et cetera. You know, they can, they can feel free to, to, to freely express themselves. Right. You know, I, I read somewhere when you want to communicate how you are feeling to start small. What does that look like? Say that one more time for me. I read where when you want to communicate how you're feeling and you're expressing yourself to someone and it made a, a note on where you can start small communicating. And I didn't understand that because when I read that, I'm thinking, does that mean playing small? But I thought that would be counterproductive to wanting to express yourself. Okay. Well, so what does that mean? Start small. Well, it, it can kind of mean a few things. So when we, I do a lot of, <laughs> I do a lot of work too with communication and communication skills with people. Um, working on a signature talk now, conflict resolution and communication skills for, there's a lot of organizations have trouble with this too, businesses. Can you repeat that again? So um, I'm presently working on a signature talk. One of the, I have about 12 signature talks that I do. Uh, for companies, organizations, and uh, churches, um, and one of them that I'm working on now is called conflict, conflict resolution, and communication skills. Ooh. And so, a lot of people, individuals, listen, family systems, companies, corporations, had trouble with this. They 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 greatly challenged in communicating. So, a few ways to start small would be to, um, you know, practice some of the practice some of the um, assertive communication skills and maybe I tell people a lot of times a uh, plan what you're going to say ahead of time write it down put a few notes in your phone and you know just getting in the practice getting in the practice of expressing oneself and communicating you know maybe start expressing with a smaller issue you know like Oh, you went to sleep last night and didn't uh, do the dishes, you know, versus versus, you know, just getting in the habit and practice of, of doing it. If, you know, if they haven't, if a person's not used to communicating their emotional wellness to other people right. um, before going into you harmed me so deeply 10 years ago. <laughs> OK, the butter up. Pretty much. Hey, if it works, I had to learn that because I self-taught, not proud of it, to just go right in. No buttering up, no no lube. We're going straight to the issue. <laughs> I'm going to spit that water out just now. That's funny. But it didn't work. Right. 
and uh, yeah, it, it didn't work. It actually it was total opposite reaction of what I wanted. But see, I know better now. Absolutely. I use my lube now, my verbal lube. <laughs> That's important. That's very important. It is. It is. Any other tips on how to get the conversation started? Uh, I remember you mentioning using I statements and using going in smaller and then leading up. Any other tips? Um, you know, I think uh, I was I was I'm thinking because I was actually dealing with this with one of my clients earlier today. We were talking about you know various uh, assertiveness um, skills. So. Um, you know, definitely being able to, like you said, utilize the um, I messages. You know, plan plan what you're going to say. Um, you know, be comfortable understanding that um, you're not responsible for the other person's reactions. I say that to people a lot. You are. You're you not. You go are not. into that a little deeper. Yeah, I've heard so, that before. So oftentimes. We're talking about emotional intelligence and expressing oneself and my emotional self-care and you know setting a boundary. People struggle, you know. I want to express this, but he or she may act like this. He or she may respond this way. He or she might make me feel guilty. So we do a lot of work around helping people understand that they are not responsible for another human's reactions. You are responsible for what you do, what you say, how you communicate, how you get things across, but you're not responsible for that other party's reactions. So that would be considered a lot of the ruminating thoughts as far as creating this whole conversation had never happened? Pretty much. And people, people create narratives in their head all the time. People create narratives in their head all the time. Mm. Okay, that makes sense when it goes back to you saying, write it down. Maybe write down what you're going to say. Stick mm -hmm. to the script. Absolutely. Very important. Okay, I'm kind of getting this now. Where were you years ago? <laughs> I don't know. So what's your opinion about feeling like you have to over-explain when you set your emotional boundaries? Over explain, hmm. Over explain, so or like you do not have to explain, or like should you? That's a tricky question. I don't, so, um, training for me, um, kind of steered me away from should phrases and should statements because should, should statements are kind of rigid. So, I think we, I think we tend to prefer or would prefer certain things to to happen. Um, let me give you a good example. I can't even begin to, you know, human relationships and human dynamics is really interesting. A lot of people, you live, um, you live long enough uh, to a certain point in a certain age, you know, you will have a falling out with at least one person and maybe several. That could be a friendship, right? A uh, romantic interest, family members, work colleague, church member. List can go on and on and on. You have a falling out. Sometimes people feel people feel like they have to cut a person off to engage in self care, right? To, to, to take care of themselves. This 
this person, <laughs> this person is bad for me. They are toxic for me. Now, I have to endorse that. That is true sometimes. That is true. There are situations at times where it's important and vital to cut people off and not deal with them. They're not good for you, good for your life, your life trajectory, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But tremendous amount of people will do that to in their in their uh, mental belief of them engaging in their own self-care. Tremendous amount of people will do that, um, cut the, another party off and will not will not give the other party the grace of a conversation. Oh, you just cut me deep right there. (laughs) They will not give the other party the, the grace of a conversation. And so, so now you have the other person who has been probably ghosted in some sort of way, you know, because now the, you know, the person is not, uh, returning their calls, not responding to texts, emails, may have blocked them on social media networks, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. So now you have this other person who has been ghosted and he or she may be, maybe, maybe clueless. You know, what's happening? What's going on? So I always encourage my clients. I will say it's healthy for you you take, okay, protect your own emotional, you know, your emotional self-care, set a boundary. This person may be bad for you, might be toxic for you, may be problems. Express yourself to this person. Tell them how you feel, what you feel, why you felt it, and why. At least if you decide that you no longer want to deal with this person, <laughs> and a few of the people in the audience are saying, ouch, okay. If you no longer want to... <laughs> Uh, on my page, if you no longer want to deal with this person, talk with this person, uh, that's fine. But at least give them the grace. Hmm. I, I, you know, I almost felt the, the preacher part of me coming out with that. At least, at least <laughs> really, at least give them the, really, but give them the grace to know what what happened and why. Tell them. At least they'll know. If you decide, hey, we're not cool no more. You're not my boy. You're not my homegirl. You're not my friend. You're, you're dead to me. You know, at least at least give them the grace to know what they did, because the person will be walking around uh, no closure. They're creating a narrative in their head. They're probably thinking you're such an idiot and a jerk. And so at least give them the grace to know. Oh, you got to talk. See, I can talk self-care and boundaries like forever. <laughs> oh, we're here for it, because while you're talking, I'm realizing in my past how emotionally immature I had been with my cutoff game. And I'm not proud of it either, yeah. but I didn't know how to express myself and just, you know, talk about not using lube, just go for it. Just <laughs> cut. <laughs> right. Not a good feeling. <laughs> what did you say? Got to use the lube. Say that again, pastor. No, you got, you got, <laughs> it's not, okay. Right. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, that's oh yeah, that cutoff isn't good. That's not good. And I've been on both ends of it. It's not good. But we're we're, we're all trying to do better. We are. What is what are your your thoughts on no being a complete sentence? Yeah. You know, as far as communicating your boundaries. 
Sure. So, you know, what's funny. I, um, I didn't learn of that phrase, honestly, myself. And I work, I, I do a lot of work with self-care and boundaries, setting boundaries with people. Um, I did not hear of that phrase literally until like the last month. Um, really? Myself. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I, the yeah, I'm gonna go real side. The psychology of the phrase no being a complete sentence is quite interesting. Um, I don't know where it came from. I don't know who developed it, if it was or originated by somebody in the behavioral sciences or not. But um, I think it depends. I won't say it's an all-inclusive statement. I do tell people they have a right to say no. Um, there's something we call the assertiveness bill of rights. So, yes, you have a right. Uh, yeah. I, I what is that? It's, it's you know, it's uh, the assertiveness, <laughs> assertiveness bill of rights. Just it's just a. Uh, um, it's kind of like a um, document. Um, I've seen it a long time ago. It's probably somewhere in one of my books or novels from grad school. I just I probably have to look it up. But it's a it's a list of it's a list of inalienable like like the Bill of Rights for the U.S. It's a list of inalienable rights that you as a person have. And yeah, I know. And one of the <laughs> one of the um, one of the things it says is that you have a right to say no. So you have a right to say no now. No, sometimes I think no, sometimes can be a complete sentence, but just saying no by itself sometimes might not always be sufficient. I work and teach people the how, you know, how to say no. Okay. Are you an entrepreneur? Do you have questions about insurance and annuities? Are you a new investor and have questions about wealth strategies? Or are you at an age like myself where you're planning retirement saving strategies? If you'd answered yes, then you need to contact Tondaleo Day Financial Services. You know, getting your shift together also includes financial wellness. And Tondaleo Day, who is a seasoned 25-year-plus financial advisor, he is the one for you. His Edward Jones Investments practice provides tailored solutions through an established process to help each of his clients reach their financial investment goals. So whether it's a retirement plan for a small business owner, assisting you with preparing for unexpected issues such as life insurance and long-term care, or consolidating your retirement plans, his team delivers upper echelon service, utilizing state-of-the-art tools and resources with a personal touch. Contact Tondaleo Day at 770-466-0031. That's 770-466-0031 to schedule an appointment in his Loganville, Georgia office. And remember, if you're located outside of Georgia, no worries. You can also reach his financial branch via the web. His website is in the show notes below. How to say no. So let me, if you don't mind, let me indulge you. Please. Uh, I, I like to be, I like to be, uh, I like to be prepared. So I, so I got a few, gathered a few things together. I'm a planner, so I like to be prepared whenever I have to talk. to. People. May I compare my no to your no? Sure. So the way I would say is no that's it 
Okay. That's not good. Or no, thank you. Huh? No, not at this time. Okay. Well, I see. don't want to. Oh no, that's good. That's great. That's, oh, is it? that's okay. great. That's great. Um yeah, that's not that's not bad. Actually, that's a that's that's that taps into some of the things. So listen, you always have the right to say no when doing so express yourself clearly and without ambiguity. So there's no doubt about what you want. So examples of that are things like I'm not comfortable with this. Statements like, I can't do that for you. Things like, this doesn't work for me. You know, not at this time, like you just said. See, you had one of them. Things like, please don't do that. Um, things like, I don't want to do that. People really struggle with that one. And things like, I decided not to do that. Now, I am very good personally, just I'm just going to put my personally out here. I'm very good personally and professionally with setting boundaries and limits with people. Um, what are your favorite no thank yous? Oh, oh um, let's see. Let me see where to start. So, so it can vary. So I can say things like, um, let me get back to you on that. And I, now for me, sometimes when I say that, I've already made up in my mind that that's a no. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just thinking of a nice, gentle way to, to tell you. But um, <laughs> I'll say, yeah, I'll say, uh, let me get back to you on that. But I'll say, I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually tied up that day or that time. Or I'll say something like, and if I'm not, I'll make myself tied up. Um, <laughs> it's true. You know, or I'll, or I'll say, um, I won't be in town, you know. And so I'll make myself literally not be in town. You know, so if I say certain, if I say certain things as far as, you know, what people, people always have a right to make a request. But uh, you always have a right to, to say no. So I'll, so I'll say something like, uh, I'll say something like, yeah, they can make a request, but you always have a right to say no. I'll say something like, uh, yeah, I don't think I feel like doing that. Or I may say, um, hmm, let me look into that. So when I give those, so see, my statements are kind of, there's, there's a, <laughs> it's, it's kind of, uh, it's not a definitive. Um, but no. shouldn't it be a definitive? Let me. Oh, it, it, it will come with a definitive, but so I'll say, let me, let me check my schedule and see, um, see what I'm doing Saturday around that time. I already know I'm saying no, but what I'm, what I'm doing is put, I teach people the art of sometimes it's sometimes you deal with the art of postponing the no. How about that? Ah, yep. Yeah, I know. I just said a mouthful. Sometimes you deal with the art. You got to know who you're dealing with. You know, when individuals make requests, group make requests. You deal with the art of postponing the no because so maybe- what about if it's a woman because women we hear things differently go ahead listen give me so give me okay uh, i mean that i mean it doesn't matter i think gender wise mm. so i'm a, so i'm i'm also very good <laughs> i'm our, i'm so <laughs> i'm also very good personally with setting limits um you know, I set I set limits professionally and and in my private life all the time. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a traveler, so people people uh, people pay attention to me and what I'm doing and where I'm going. So I'll, I'll have people, um, you know, I'll post something on social media, and um, let's just say I'm out the country coming up. It's coming up, praise the Lord. Let's say I'm out the country. <laughs> Somebody will say, um, where 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 are you? What do I do? I won't respond. 
you get no response. I don't, I don't, part of my boundaries for myself, emotional wellness and my own boundaries, I don't talk to people um, in my personal life via social media when I'm on va- vacation. Right, right. So that's, that's, a, that's a boundary. So me setting a boundary. Um, but I get asked all the time. Some, it depends on the person and, and, and my relationship with them. Um, so, um, I, I, you know, just I, I'm very good at I'm very good at delaying the no. And I'm very good at deferring to give you a definitive answer. So that's not considered avoidance? No, because I will give you one. But I'll give you one in my own time. Oh, I like that. Oh! Okay, Baza. <laughs> I'll give you one in my own time. Okay. I don't, I don't let anybody pressure me into giving them a response right away. You know. What are you doing? So somebody, let me, you know, somebody may say, let's say if I'm in town, what are you doing Saturday, June, whatever. Depends upon who acts and what it, I'm like, oh, let me, so my go-to would be, oh, okay, um, let me check my schedule. Wow, what's up? What's happening that day? So with that question, I'm evaluating, I'm investigating. I'm saying about what the event is, who's going to be there, do I want to go? I'm being honest, this is me. That's just how I flow. You know, what's happening? Who, what, t- what day is it? What time? Who's going to be there? Do I want to go? And based upon me uh, assessing and getting all that information may depend upon, I'll say, um, yeah, that day doesn't, I may say one of these, that day doesn't work for me. Did you ever see, did you ever see that meme on social media when it said black people, their way of saying no is who's going to be there? Yeah, I did. And it's true. I'm definitely, I'm definitely the funny acting person that might attend depending upon who's coming or not coming. I yeah. don't I don't believe in spent boundaries, self-care. I don't believe in spending my downtime around foolishness and foolish people. I like to laugh. I like to go out, have fun and a great time. I don't do drama, so I'm very aware of who I who I spend my personal time with socially, who I travel with, either in the states or out of the country, all of that. Agreed. You know, uh, agreed. My mother sometimes sounding about my mother. My mother has said, um, you're going such and such. Who are you going with? Oh, just some friends. Who? She may say, who? Oh, just some friends. See how I just deferred? Just back to the general. Oh, just some friends. Who with who? Just some friends. Do I know them? Yeah, just some friends. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Uh may I read a comment from Joanne. Joanne said women seem to do that a lot. I'm not sure what she was referring to, but Joanne, if you're still logged on, if you can give a little more explanation. And uh, Keisha, she said, great advice. And Joanne also said, at least let them know. Thank you, ladies, for your input. We're looking for some more. Um, Yeah. Feel free free to ask any questions. Um, Those that are tapped it, logged in. Um, live and on my Facebook page as well, because I can see some people, you know, I can see a few guys and ladies. Feel free to ask any questions around self-care and boundaries as we as we explore this topic. Please do. And if you see any questions on your end, please feel free to read them as well. Yep, sure will. Yeah, for okay. sure. But guess what? Before we do that, we have to take a break. All right. All right. Let's see. Hold, please. 
Guess what's going on with black girls getting their shift together? Season two is over and we're on hiatus. But don't worry, we're returning June 2nd at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with amazing special guests. Please leave a message if you have ideas for show topics or if you want to become a sponsor, advertiser, or a special guest on the show. Check out our website, blackgirlsgettingyourshifttogether.com for updates and special events. So, next question. Which, while you're looking at your questions, <clears throat> okay, say you've set the clear and direct boundaries and you're being polite. You use no as your complete sentence. You don't over-explain. You're elusive like yourself. Um you're maintaining a respectful tone and you're definitely using the I statements. What to do if you get pushback from setting emotional boundaries? Stand Should you expect the pushback or just assume it's going to happen? Good question. I love it. Uh, sometimes I sound like, you know, I do so much talking in my practice, which I love. I love my work. I love my clients. I love forums like this. Um, I'm really an introvert by nature, but my, my gifts and my abilities make me have to be in front and talk. This is fine. But um, I say a lot to my clients. Like I said, you're not responsible for the other person's reactions and their emotions. You know, you express yourself, your thoughts, your feelings, etc. Um, if you haven't been used to setting boundaries, if you haven't been, you have, a, you know, I've grown, like I said, I've grown people who have struggled with a uh, you know, mother or father just to, you know, have boundary violation just trying to run their grown per people's lives um tell them tell them what to do with their kids etc and so um i remember one one of my guys i'm using for example struggled with he was very um assertive in most of his relationships with his mother he was very passive so we had to look at that and look at those dynamics and his growing up and his development and etc and so i told him i said well listen you're not used to setting boundaries with your mother so expect ex expect some push back. You're not used to setting boundaries in a context of a certain relationship, you know, dating relationship with men and women or women and women or men and men, whatever. Um, express, expect some pushback in those uh, dynamics. Um, but you have to stand firm on your own emotional boundaries and what you feel and why. Stand firm and, you know, they're not going to like it. You know, they're going to give you a fit for a while. But if you stand if you stand firm over time, you will retrain them in how to deal with you. That's interesting. First of all, you just triggered something in my head. I was talking to another friend of mine and I, I purchased the book. Oh, I forgot who wrote it. But oh, my God. Adult children of emotionally immature parents. Mm. I just purchased it literally about three o'clock this afternoon <laughs> and I'll be transparent. It took me until last year that I expressed myself to a parent as my age now and not the nine or 12 year old child in an adult body. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. And it just made me realize how many times people our age group or or adults, how we still let our parents talk to us any kind of way with either with no respect, no boundaries. Um, 
the pushback. And then sometimes it's just easier to play small because that's, I believe that's what we've been conditioned to until we do hold those boundaries. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think we are conditioned to that. And just, I just want to, you know, like I always say, whenever I teach um, self-care boundaries, work with people around communication skills, again, you know, we have family relationships, uh, parents, um, aunts, uncles, cousins, we have friendships, you know, some break, some friendships are long lasting, they stay. We have romantic relationships, we have work relationships, church relationships or spiritual relationships. Our, our life is full of a plethora of relationships. So we can expect sometimes in those, in those broader context of relationships, you know, whether it's your, 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 your lady, your boo, your, your buddy, your homeboy, your aunt, um, colleague at work, supervisor, um, member at church, whatever. Mm-hmm. At some point in those relationships, in order for you to engage in self-care, you might have to set, you know, boundaries. And one of those types, you know, one of those types has to has to be, you know, e- emotional boundaries. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you talked to uh, many clients that experienced a lot of pushback when they decided to have their boundaries? Oh yeah, oh yeah. If if it's a relationship where they um, have not been setting boundaries yeah it was really mm-hmm. let me so so let's talk about let's talk about if you don't mind let's talk about physical physical uh you know one of the ways the boundaries can be violated is physically and i have unfortunately i have male and female clients and maybe someone listening who's been in a relationship and there there's been a violation of physical boundaries because their person and, and not and not even the person they're married to has um inappropriately touched them in a sense of violence you know or aggression um and so, you know, um, that can be physical abuse of a certain sort. So that so that in that context, again, it's, I've seen this with men and women, um, you know, she was she was you know, guys saying she was she was hitting on me and, and the lady saying he, he slapped me and et cetera. So um, I don't I don't you know, I don't advocate. I think it's very toxic in any relationship, anybody putting their hands on each other physically. So that's a physical that's a physical uh, boundary violation. Does this happen in our society? Sure. But it's a, you know, so me engaging in self-care is saying, hey, um, I'm not going to be in this relationship and be physically assaulted. Um, me engaging in self-care is saying, I'm not going to be in this relationship and have you um, violate me physically in my physical space and put your hands on me and harm me. I'm not going to be in this relationship. I'm going to take care of myself. I'm going to set a boundary. I'm going to tell you, I'm going to let you know right now that I'm not going to, uh, this is not going to be a toxic domestic violence relationship. Right. Because that happens. That sounds like consequences. It is. That's And, and so that's one way to engage in self-care. If, when your boundaries, with certain boundaries are violated, the other party might need some sort of consequence. Would that be considered an ultimatum as well? Depends. Depends. Really? Because sometimes a sometimes a consequence means, um, in that sense, if you violate me, sometimes a consequence could be for some people it's an automatic consequence. If you you violate my physical boundaries by hitting me, man, man or woman, woman, I'm stepping out, I'm I'm, I'm terminating the relationship uh, automatically. In other situations, people will say to a person, "I really care about you, I really love you, but 
if you do this again, that's ult- ultimatum sense. So it depends. Oh, yeah, that's good. Now, for me, you know, me personally, if I was in a relationship and I get hit once, I'm that would be a one and done for me. It's a that's a no. That's a no. That's a big no. Um, mm-hmm. I don't. I would not want to be in a situation. I'm kind of. I've been trained not to hit women, um, and and so, but I don't want to. There's a famous. I won't say his name, but I was about to say there's a famous uh, Baltimore athlete who I think maybe either. Um, oh. The nature of their relationship was generally toxic. There was definitely physical boundaries being violated. But I think if that was the, if that was their norm, which it might have been, it might have been their norm, both of them toxic, but it might have been their norm. But if it was their norm or not, you know, he had an instant instance where he snapped and it cost him his career. Mm-hmm. So I would not even want to play around in a situation like that. Mm. That would be a one and done for me. That's a deal breaker. Absolutely. Well, since you are a, a triple threat, if we can pull out the spiritual card, how can someone hold their boundary, their emotional boundary, Oof. in the spiritual sense? I know we talked about that before in our yeah, other, but I don't know if we touched on this part of it about the boundaries. Actually, we did not. Now that I think about it, so in every area, you have, um healthy, positive interactions and relationships and uh, unhealthy interactions and relationships. Um, I had a session recently where I gave the characteristics, just kind of flowed out of me, characteristics to a, um, a person who was involved from a, from a Judeo-Christian perspective um, I gave him some perspectives of what to look for in a healthy spiritual leader relationship Mm -hmm. because um, that situation was not healthy. Um, Yeah. So sometimes people in, we talked about abuse, right. And, and uh, uh, hierarchy and I'm, I'm this authority figure in this area, in this church, in this, synagogue in this mosque in whatever religious tradition it is and in all of those religious traditions and areas there are true genuine authentic great people but not everybody and so sometimes and i think growing up you know you're you're pulling on my uh my spiritual hat with this a little bit Growing up as a, what I would call myself a church baby in that sense, I've been in a religious Judeo-Christian context since I was age 11 mm-hmm. up until now. So I've seen a lot and I have, I've had very good, very good experiences in my home church, but I know of <laughs> a lot of other people and situations and how they dealt with stuff. But, you know, professionally, sometimes I'll have clients who don't have very good, um, religious or spiritual backgrounds or interactions and they're telling me some of their horror stories and how they might have been uh uh abused and so um um, in a general sense i'm working with someone right now to help them terminate their present um spiritual relationship because the um that is not good self-care for them 
and their and their own personal boundaries from their spiritual authority figure is being um their own personal boundaries are being severely violated really severely um and obviously i'm being very general on purpose right severely that's deep oh it is oh it's it's you know so you know using fear you know fear of fear of god or spirituality sometimes as a manipulative tool to get a person's cooperation happens that's an abuse of you know boundary violation um and sometimes even even promoting somebody oh i'm gonna make you such and such in in this organization institution you know etc if you <laughs> stipulations do what i say do what i want you to you know but a person in that context have they have to say hey I'm, i need to engage in my own self-care you know no um you know and sometimes people people have all sorts of inappropriate interactions and relationships in 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 every setting so mm-hmm. this is true uh i read somewhere where it, it took me a while to get this and it said to not if you get into it with someone like there's a disagreement and in turn you have and must set personal boundaries and if you receive the pushback especially if it's a negative pushback very harsh that that person more than likely has i don't know for lack of a better word like they're protecting their unhealed trauma Mm -hmm. does that make sense yes it does so now I can look at it as, you know what, we communicate differently. We do. We do. Psychology of individual differences really tells us that we, you know, we communicate differently, you know, in a lot of ways. And listen differently as well. We do. I'm going to pull up this graphic. And if you don't mind, if you just give me your thoughts on it, let's see if I can get it up. Sure. Let's see. Can you see that? I can. Okay. So this is an audio podcast. So for people who are listening, it's a graphic of examples of unhealthy boundaries. So there is a box and it's healthy boundaries. And there is a dotted line surrounding the person. And then... I'll let Dion, if you don't mind continuing going on and explaining your thoughts on this graphic. So I think I saw this before. I can kind of see, uh, I can see it a bit, um, some of it. Um, I can see it some, I think I can see it some on my phone as well. Um, The second box is limited boundaries. That's what that says. Okay, gotcha. So it looks it's so, so it looks it looks uh limited loose uh, and rigid. Okay, got you. So let me let me let me do this because there's a um it reminds me there's a one of the uh, therapeutic worksheets that I look at with people. It's a it's a graphic similar, but it's it's the wording is a little different and it it says healthy boundaries, right? Porous porous boundaries and rigid boundaries. So I think it's pretty much the same. Um, healthy boundaries means, um, you know, valuing an, the person valuing their own opinions. Um, they share personal information in an appropriate way. They know their personal needs and wants and can communicate them. 
uh, porous boundaries as a person that you know overshares information mm. might have difficulty saying no. Um, depends dependent on the opinions of others, and then rigid boundaries avoid a person avoids um, and you can see the rigid on the far right avoids intimacy and close relationships very protective um, and has very has few close relationships and unlikely to you know ask for help wow yeah all sound familiar and i love the dotted lines and for those who are listening i will post this graphic on my uh, instagram and the facebook page on black girls getting their shift together but the rigid i love that graphic with the line and it's a hard line and it coincides with what you just said about not letting people in and then when i read the loose that seems like a people pleaser as well yeah wow that's some some stuff right there mm. Any parting words that you'd like to, or suggestions you'd love to give about emotional self-care? Well, emotional, emo well, just self-care in general. Or uh, let me get, let me give some, let me give some, 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 uh, a few. Let's say I'll do. Let's do four. I'll do four. Four. I love giving tips. So let me, let's do four tips. In, you know, in 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 parting here, closing. Uh, let's let's do four. Four tips for healthy boundaries. Four okay. tips. Number one, know your limits. Know your own limits. So before before getting involved in a situation, know what's acceptable for you and what isn't. Be as specific as possible in knowing your own limits. Okay. And you said be specific with it? Be specific as possible, or you might get pulled into uh, a trap of giving a little bit more over and over again until you've given far too much. So just know your know your own personal limits in a situation. So that's number that's one. good. That's good. I like that. Cool. Yeah. Um, number two, know your values. Know your values. What does that mean? It means every person's limits are different and they're often determined by the, our own personal values. Um, so if you value family ab above everything else or time or whatever, Know what your own individual values are in your as far as your boundaries. Um, number three, listen to your own emotions. We talked a lot about emotional mm. intelligence. Listen. That's a good one. It is. Listen. I try. Listen to your own emotions. If you notice feelings of discomfort or resentment or whatever, don't bury them. Try to understand what, what are you feeling right now? Uh, and sometimes certain feelings, there can be things buried underneath. So listen to your emotions. Pay attention to your emotions. That's number three. Um, and number four, lastly, in turn about talking about self-care and setting boundaries, have self-respect. Can you explain that? Of course I can. Have self-respect. Um, so if you're always giving, giving into others, you know, ask yourself, am I showing myself the same or as much as much respect as I'm showing them. Uh, boundaries that are too open might be a person's attempts to be. Thank you, Joanne. I know I, I believe in talking good stuff. Boundaries, 
boundaries that are too open might be uh, your your own misguided attempts to be liked by other people. So have some self-respect. So again, let me repeat those four tips for healthy boundaries. Closing, leaving you all with this. Uh, know your limits. That's number one. Know your values. That's number two. Uh, listen to your emotions. That's number three. And have self-respect. That's number four. That's some good stuff right there, Dion. May I put an asterisk next to three? Sure you can. So when you said listen to your emotions, I believe sometimes that we can ignore our emotions, but we cannot ignore how our body feels. Love it. So if someone is... um, Oh, no, that doesn't bother me. I'm good. No, babe, do do you. Meanwhile, my heart is pounding. Mm-hmm. I have sweat dripping down the back of on my back or I'm clenching my fist, clenching my jaw. Your body does not lie at all. So I think we can say all we want coming out here, but our body the, uh, the book, keeps the, the score. The body, yeah, I, you know. I, I see it. I actually have it. I can see it on my file cabinet right now. The body keeps the score. Uh, I forgot the name of the author because his name always eludes me. Bessel? Yeah. Yes, uh, exactly. See the body. <laughs> yep. Yep. The body keeps the score. The, with the the uh, the mind-body dichotomy, yeah, it, it affects us. So good stuff. So I hope, you know, hope those four tips and people that were listening, you know, hopefully took some notes. But those are four tips that I would leave people with. Mm, that's some good stuff. That well, you always come with it. You never disappoint. I promise you. Thank you. I appreciate you. That. Never. So these are the notes that I took listening to you because this is this is really good. Uh, let's see. Um, no is a complete sentence, and this one I really love. People can make a request, and you can say no. Absolutely. <laughs> I love that. And to always use your verbal lube. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I think I might have to put that in the post tomorrow. <laughs> That's why verbal, verbal lube makes everything smoother <laughs> and easier. It's less friction. Uh, and then the communication can start. It's easy flow after that. <laughs> People are dying laughing off that one. I, I might have to post that one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But you know what, Dion? What my last conclusion is? What's that? You are a black man that definitely has his shift together. Thank you. for joining me on this episode of Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. If anything you heard today made your soul vibrate, please like, comment, and share this episode with two of your friends. Thank you and I love you all. Twenty twenty has proved that we must be prepared for the unexpected, which is why you should contact an Edward Jones financial advisor like Tom DeLeo Day. Contact him at 770-466-0031 to schedule an appointment. Tell him black girls getting their shift together sent you. 
Just for the queen, sisters manifesting their dreams. Get your cream by any means and being with self-esteem. Beauty supreme and booty walk so mean. The way you fit in them jeans, you eat your cornbread and greens. Dance or a doctor, red wine or vodka. Redesign your spot and redefine your mantra. Retwist your locks and realign your chakras. Doing your squats and getting closer to God, huh? Brunching with your squad or taking a girl's trip. Adjust your crown, you God's gift to the world, sis. Celestial body, drink your water. Meditate, sun kiss goddess, heavenly order. Levitate, tribe of Ashanti, black girl magic, melanin popping, whether you ratchet or lavish, whether you bougie or savage, you a gift and a treasure. You got to love a black girl getting a shift together. Black girls are getting a shift together. These black girls getting a shift together, man. These black girls are getting a shift together. These black girls getting a shift together, dog. Oh.